Alright, welcome guys to uh, Sean and Elliot's podcast about junior class 2020 study tour in 2019. So um, we're going to talk about our excursions today and we're going to start off with one question first. Uh, what was the best thing we experienced today, Sean? Well, well, for me personally, today I think uh, I really, really enjoyed the trolley tours that we had all throughout today. Just oh like, yeah, that's right, that's right. Like uh, being able to go throughout the city and just take a look at everything that was there. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you that, but for me, I think the best thing was um, the Air and Space Museum. It was amazing how to see so many planes that took part in wars and um, how um, each engine not exactly worked, but how each engine looked. Like, they had, like, parts of engines in display, and to me, that was mm. one of the best things I experienced today because I've never been in a museum as grand as that, and um, it was just very exciting. Um, the next question we have today is... Um, uh, something that we were surprised by during the day, and um, for me personally, I think the most thing that I was surprised by was, um, uh, you know, uh, I think to me the, the the most surprising thing. Like, there were a lot of surprising things in in museum, but for me, the most surprising thing was that uh, one fact that we learned during the trolley actually that um, not a single building in the District of Columbia, Washington D.C., is taller than the Washington Monument. That for me was a big surprise, in that whenever we saw a building that was higher than that. We weren't in D.C. anymore. We were in Virginia or Maryland, and that to me was a oh. very surprising thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, for me, uh, some things I was surprised by were by just looking at some of the planes of the Air Space Museum, you wouldn't expect a few of them to fly. Like, there's this one German plane that I saw that had, had a really big, fat body, but at the tip of the nose, there was, like, the propeller at the end. It was barely a few inches across, and I was just looking at it and thinking to myself, how in the world does that thing fly? And on other occasion, I saw other planes that have that looked like they're almost made of pure aluminum foil, and I just kept on questioning to myself, like, how in the world are these, do these things actually fly, or are they just here in the museum to prove how far we've developed as a country or as a civilization towards flight? So that's some of the most surprising things I've found so far. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that was that's true. Like some, yeah, because some of those planes actually were really tiny, or some planes mm-hmm. were like really big with a tiny, tiny propellers, or or some planes were just um, completely aluminum foil. And then you you question yourself, well, uh, how can you fly? You know, how can, how can this possibly ever fly? But um, okay. But the next question we have um, basically would be something um, uh, what we thought was different that we initially uh, well, like when we saw it happen. What did what was our initial reaction like, and what mm. we thought it was different? And personally, for me, um, considering um, how much hype there was to the buildup of this trip, and how much um, excitement was being promoted by the teachers and all that, and I'm not saying they lied or anything like that, but personally, for me, I think the the hype built around uh, DC was kind of a uh, was kind of disappointing in my opinion. Mm. I I think it's because um um. Maybe because we didn't have that much time, or maybe because we had too much to do in too little time. But to me, it felt really rushed, and um, I didn't have time to actually enjoy, you know, walking through National Mall or walking through the, you know, um, and wa- walking through uh, many other monuments, uh, monuments and all that, you know. And I think to me it was um, it was just very downgrading. It wasn't the, the the hype that they built around it wasn't enough for me personally, and that mm. for me is uh, one thing that I thought would be different. I can see that, I can see that, but uh, relating to monuments and the memorials that were there, what was kind of different for me was that I've, I remember going to D.C. when I was really young to visit the uh, Thomas Jefferson Memorial and the Abe Lincoln 
Memorial, but then what really didn't strike out to me that greatly was the distance there is between the memorials and monuments. Like, when I was younger, I we just walked between the Thomas Jefferson and the Abraham Lincoln Memorial like it was nothing, but then when I came back now older, I realized how they're really far apart, like, for just walking. Yeah, that's true, they're really far. It's, it, uh, the distance between the buildings felt pretty grand, and, like, there was a lot of space, and... Yeah, especially National Mall looked really huge. It looked big. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we would have been walking through it, but yeah, that, you're right about that. There was a lot of distance between the buildings and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, we got to end this podcast uh, quickly. Um, uh, we're on a time limit, but um, our last question for today would be um, uh, basically basically our, our uh, last was, question. Uh, what was what one was thing you do differently? Oh, yeah, or- yeah what, is, what is one thing that we wish would have happened in this day? That is correct. Um... I think for me personally, what I really wish would happen is that um we had more time to walk. Like we had like mm. like if we walked more. Like I don't I don't mind the tro- trolley. You know, like we're we're sitting down, we're driving. But to me, it's like um, you kind of like when you're sitting down, you kind of like zone out, and you kind of like uh, I can see that. you can you can uh not pay attention to what the guy is saying. And I'm not saying that he's not doing a great job, but to me personally, I think having more time to walk would have been much better to like experience more of DC. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, let's see. One thing for me I'd do differently. Uh, oh, yeah. At Arlington, uh, when we were watching the changing of the guards, I feel like yeah. that we left a little bit early because they were still going to continue on to do another part of, of their ceremony. I have no. I think it was swapping out flowers or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I really yeah, do I saw wish. That too. Yeah, I really do wish we had more time to actually stay in Arlington and watch out a little bit more of what the guards were doing, or to be able to see more sections of the cemetery. But that's true. That's true. That that kind of surprised me a bit too. That we had too little time in that. Um, because I I think yeah. Also, um, they were like not even doing the change of the guard, but there was some other ceremonies that they were going to mm, do, and yeah. um. I think that would have been very great to watch. But anyways, uh, this is Mark's end of our podcast. And stay tuned to tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow with um, another excursion of the junior uh, of the junior trip. It was study tour of 20, class 2020-2019. Okay, so uh, welcome back to day two of uh, Ellis and Sean, a podcast of the mm-hmm. junior uh, history tour trip of 2019. Um, we're gonna get started off today with um, the same questions as before, but uh, obviously new content as always. Uh, so our first question is, as always, gonna be um, what was the best thing that we experienced today on day two of the history tour? Sean, you want to take this one? Sure. All right. So for today, one of the best things I say is uh, in the gem uh, gem slash uh, rock exhibit of the Natural History Museum of in Smithsonian, the Smithsonian Museums. Uh, I found this really interesting uh, thing, of this really interesting section about meteor, uh, meteorites, and uh, and some of the ones that are, some meteorites that are composed of entirely iron. And what's really cool about them is that as they're passing through space, they're exposed to like uh, different elements of space, such as radiation and whatnot. And the inside of the meteorite actually starts to develop a special kind of pattern where it looks like it's a kind of crisscrossing gridlock. And it looks really cool. And I, what was this meteorite section? I didn't see it when I went to the Natural History uh, Museum. It's, it was next to like the gem section uh, where the Hope Diamond was. Oh, next to the Hope Diamond, yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't see um, the, the gem section. I saw the Hope Diamond in pictures, but um, 
didn't actually go there. Mm. Um, for me, like for me, it was actually right next door. There was a, a section called the outbreak. It was uh, uh, depicting how diseases were spread and how uh, the WHO and uh, certain uh, labs and uh, certain scientists and doctors would go to find out um, how to prevent the, the, the spread of disease. And, and basically saw like a bunch of um, uh, sections of different diseases like HIV, uh, AIDS, um, Ebola, Zika. There was even a disease called hand tough. I didn't even know that one existed. You know, like, it was it was a very uh, nice experience. I think that, to me, was the best thing I experienced that day, um, being in the National Museum and, and that specific exhibit, Outbreak, and um, learning about um, how uh, we can... Uh, uh, pro- uh, um, learning how we can be uh, of, of of help and stopping diseases because uh, there was also a little game there. But um, let's get on to our next question, which is... Uh, uh, basically, our next question would be, uh, what is one thing that surprised us that we learned today? Ooh. Uh, one thing I found rather surprising was in the Holocaust Museum, uh, of course, they're, they're going to import stuff from the actual Holocaust. Like well, the yeah, they have Holocaust. to, you know, to make it realistic like, and all that. I saw the pile of shoes and the, like, yeah. the, and the cattle cars and the housing that they had. That's that's all stuff that yeah, I suppose I expect to see. But one yeah. thing I really didn't expect to see there was just... They decided to bring just a portion of the wall that existed there in one of the ghetto camps in Germany. And they brought it over here and they just put it up in the Holocaust Museum. And that just got me thinking, out of all the artifacts that were there, why would you bring just a wall? Yeah, to be honest, like there was also a piece of churches and synagogues yeah, and walls, and I was just, I was wondering, um, wouldn't the Jewish want those pieces back? Like, why would, why would they give it to a museum right here in the, the United States of all places? No one even close to these ghettos, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I I question that too. Whack. Yeah, like... that was pretty questionable too. You know, um, um, for for me, something that I, very surprised me to learn was that um. The Hope Diamond is not that big as it seems. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't see it personally, but in the pictures that uh, a lot of classmates showed me, it, it wasn't it's, that big. It small. was it was pretty small. You know, I I was very surprised. I, I thought I was like a, like a big huge diamond, as you know history says. Like but, in um, the movies. Exactly, like in the movies, but um, it wasn't that uh that big anyways. But um, <laughs> you know, you know things happen. You know, but um, our next question um is um. What is one thing we thought differently prior to seeing that or prior to knowing about it? Let's see. Something that I thought differently prior to seeing it. Uh, why don't you go ahead, Elliot, while I think well, about this one? Well, yeah. For example, one thing that I, I thought uh, differently um, was basically the the Holocaust Museum itself. In, in you know? I thought the Holocaust Museum was... Um, I th- uh, when they said uh to be respectful of graphic imagery or or to be very quiet or to like to be like that I, I thought it was gonna be something solemn, something like more like a tour guide, something more like um like a step by step leading us to place in um in a manner of of complete silence with video playing. I didn't think it was gonna be an exhibit. I think it, it was more of a it was gonna be more of a tour of different sections where someone would talk about it, you know. And when we went there. I was kind of uh, uh, surprised that it was more like a normal museum exhibit where you walk where you walk through exhibit through exhibit. You got time and we we had a time limit on, on us, but if we had, didn't have a time limit, we could just walk through exhibit through exhibit and um, go through station through station with um, you know with patience and and I think I was just uh, surprised and because I thought it was gonna be more of a more of a serious type of thing mm-hmm. and um, I thought I was gonna be more affected emotionally uh, by it, but. 
I wasn't, I wasn't, and um, that surprised me a bit. And uh, as for graphic imagery, I don't think there isn't much except the 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 pits of of the dead people being there. Mm. I thought they were gonna show images of them being experimented live or images of the piles of bodies of the walls and all that but if it was just that i think that everyone already seen that before in some form shape or manner it just um it wasn't a it wasn't a downgrade per se but it was more like a different experience i thought the holocaust was going to be something else like completely different but it surprised me and and being something else and something much more simpler than i had imagined it to be Mm, yeah that was that that for me was uh, something that i thought differently of uh one of the things i uh that I thought differently of was actually back in the um, the gem section of the Natural History Smithsonian Museum. There was this one crystal ball that said that uh, try to find any flaw in this crystal ball. You can't. It's flawless. And I remember specifically. I looked at the top of the crystal ball. I looked at the very top, and they're right there in the like close to the middle. Let me guess. A crack. It was there was a scratch just right there, and I'm like, oh, a scratch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like. Is a scratch not a flaw in a crystal ball? And I'm like thinking to myself, what, what is this? Uh, is this really flawless? Is a scratch not a flaw? And I was like, that's is, true. Is it, that's true. It's essentially contradicted itself right there, and I found that a little bit different than what I expected. Like you read a science, says it's flawless, flawless, yeah. but with a scratch. And then you find a scratch on the ball. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's, that was a little bit funny. That's gotta be well. a good one. Well, um, our last question uh, for this uh, podcast is running out of time a bit. Um, is um basically uh. What is one thing we ha- we really wish that was done differently? Mm. You know, uh, for me, um, what I really wish was done differently is that first off, we had more time on this Smithsonian Museum. For me, that was that's my thing that I wish we had done differently. More time, because um, well, one hour is not enough to check out at least three exhibits completely. Not even mm-hmm. two exhibits completely. One hour is enough. We had to skip through like majority of the ocean exhibit, yeah. which is the first exhibit that we saw in my group, to like go on take it to the next exhibit and um that took us like a, a good 20 30 minutes just checking checking it out to me that that one hour is simply just not enough to like see the entire museum as a whole mm-hmm. i understand that there's scheduling reasons and that's okay you know but to me personally At the same time, i was nice. not okay with it I, I think it was too little time for a too big of a place you know It'd be nice if we had a lot more time oh yeah well for oh, me yeah. Uh, let's see. Instead of something that we as our group could have done differently, I look actually towards the Holocaust Museum. I feel like uh, it could have been slightly different. Like, they could have rearranged things a little bit more so that... the uh, Like, like the past, move things around or something? Well, not like moving things around, but more like the experience that you get when you go inside. Because when they first give you the passport at the very beginning, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's going to be slight, like an immersive experience where you're going to be like this person you're gonna be able to feel as if you're like living yeah like, his life. like like but you're instead, gonna be was, the person whose name is on the passport yeah who, but instead it was slightly more impersonal just all the facts were there what i feel like it could have been done differently was that at the they could have had it more like where you were more immersed in the actual mm. experience where you could experience what it's like to be in a cattle car or having to live in one of the spaces or and also the, have the, to walk yeah, prison camps, area. one of the ghetto camps, and all that. I feel like uh, they could have capitalized that on a little bit more in order to send a more immersive experience. In order to people. like make you like uh, to understand, understand better what understand what it would be, what what it would be like, like to be a Jew in those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It could have been much more personal experience instead of just a factually based um, uh, exhibit per se, mm-hmm. which is what I also was 
I also thought differently about it. Well, um, this concludes um our podcast for today. Stay tuned for uh tomorrow, episode three coming out tomorrow, where uh we will talk about tomorrow's excursions in Williamsburg. Um, so uh we'll see you all tomorrow. Adios. Welcome, guys, to day three of um Sean and Ellie's podcast. Um, so we're back at it again at Junior Trip. Um, uh, so Miss Becker, here's our info of the day. First question, as always, that it's gonna be, what was the best thing that we experienced today? Uh, best thing uh, I experienced today personally was the colonial dancing. I found it a lot of fun. Uh, it was really fast paced, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, for me, I think I. I I mean, I, I wasn't in the Canoli dance, so I wouldn't know, Sean. <laughs> I, w- I took Papa said, Mama said. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, but I did not top out that the best thing for me today was um, basically uh, Colonial Williamsburg. The tour that mm-hmm. we had with the tour guide, I think that was the best experience because um, I learned so much more, you know, mm-hmm. than, I, uh, than I thought of Williamsburg. I thought Williamsburg was just a, a place where, you know, white folk, black folk, in between Native Americans... Slaves, and and landowners and 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 slave ship, you know, and mm-hmm. and I thought it was just that simple, you know, but there was actually more to it than just uh, you know, white people and slaves and black people and Native Americans. There was so much more than that. It was a much more and, complex exactly, relationship. Exactly, exactly, much more complex, and there was so much more involved. And I think that to me was the best experience because I learned so much that I previously did not know. Mm-hmm. So our next question is um. What is um basically like um what is one thing that surprised us today that we learned? Something that surprised me today, I suppose, was uh uh let's see. I would have to say like the kind of, kind of dancing that uh, in within the colonial dancing that we had because yeah, yeah. contrary to my original expectations, it was uh, what I thought colonial dancing would have been was like waltzing and kind of stuff, but instead it was a lot more fast paced. Yeah, like of, slow pace, you know. It, but in, instead of that kind of slow pace kind of stuff, it was very fast paced. It was to the beat. It was everything that you'd see in in uh, something that you would want to have fun and participate with. It. It was a lot of fun for me and. Uh, oh. Well, I didn't do colonial dance, I said, but um, mm-hmm. I, you said it was fast paced, Sean, like really fast, you know. It was that like, stuff? I mean, it, you essentially went as fast as the music went, or as fast as you could go. Oh, wow, pretty it's pretty much. cool. But uh, well, for me, the surprising thing to learn uh, today was um, basically um, the Randolph House. We um, afterwards after lunch, you know, after lunch we went back to Colonial Williamsburg and we said did a self guided tour with no tour guides, but just ourselves and walking around. When I went to the Randolph house, I was just expecting to, you know, learn about one rich dude, you know, out of all the rich dudes, you know. But, um, apparently, Randolph was actually the guy who was the president of the Continental Congress before John Hancock. If Randolph hadn't died by a stroke, according to the woman on 75, 1775, then it would have been him who would have had his signature, the big one, instead of John Hancock. Because even the president of the Exactly, States. because he was the one who actually uh, declared that we shouldn't. He was the one who actually planted the seed for all that information, for all those ideas. And there was actually one surprising thing she said that the lady said that who did the tour guide for us. She basically said that there was a, a manservant that Randolph had, um, who uh, was by his side in all those times. And this this his manservant who could read, write, and speak right, and in, in in English right. He would write these letters of uh, of breaking the bonds 
of, of with England that make us slaves to them, you know? Honestly, I don't know how Randolph can say that when he has a slave right in front of him who lives at a, in the worst position ever, you know? But I was questioning that. But very surprising things to learn in that Randolph house. It was, if we had much more time, I would have unpacked this more. But just to give you, like, a very, um, a skim of the surface, you know, of all the information that we learned. But moving on to the next question, um, as you know, we have limited time. But our next question today would, um, as always, will be, um, what is one thing that we thought differently beforehand? Uh, let's see. Something I thought differently beforehand was when I was walking through Williamsburg, uh, Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. I was expecting all like all the streets to be really, really narrow and mm. like kind of knit close together because it's not that big of a, like a town, but yet at exactly. the same time, it's kind of it's, it should be somewhat to a point where you can walk through it and you horses should be right to it but no the roads were huge like they yeah. were wide enough to so you could have two horse carriages going side by side simultaneously at the same time maybe even three if you squished them in yeah exactly enough. exactly and there were like branches of the road everywhere and the, everything was spaced out quite a wide bit i was pretty yeah. surprised at all of that and that's uh something that I, yeah I, to me it seemed much longer than usual like she said it was just a mile from one into the other but yeah. it but seemed that mile much was pretty big. exactly it looked much longer than than usual you know yeah, well, for me, one thing that I thought differently was um, basically uh, the mom, Papa said, Mama said. Mm -hmm. um, I thought we were going to be in an auditorium with a lot more people besides us, and it was going to be like um, like uh, two actors that were uh, black people, and then like children that pretended to be like children, act children child actors, and they're going to like, tell stories. But um, it was actually just uh, one, one uh, lady who introduced the, the program, and they didn't even have the auditorium. They were literally in front of the auditorium. They were, like, not even on the steps to the auditorium. It was, like, in front of it. Basically, you know how the Shema Auditorium? Well, right in front of the seats. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's where they would um, tell their stories. And it basically just one dude, one black man who came up, stood in front of us, shared a little story that, that they, they would share to their ch children. And then a lady came and shared a story. So that, to me, was very differently than I, what I, than I, than I thought it would have been. Uh, as for the mom, Papa said, Mama said, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Uh, but our last question for today is, um, what is one thing we really wish had happened today? Uh, some things, well, today it was, uh, I guess it was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I personally think we should have really done differently was, if we could, move dinner back a little bit further. Because yeah. by the time when we had went, nobody was hungry. We had yeah, eaten exactly. at like 1.45. Like and literally then, dinner at 4 o'clock, like... It was like four ish, five ish. It's, exactly. It's a little bit early. We had just finished lunch at one forty five, and that's only like three hours away. Exactly. It was a little bit too soon, and not only that, there was a really good bakery there in uh, in Colonial Williamsburg that they yeah. had these like uh, they were selling like traditional style. Root yeah, beer I'd have to. Beer. I'd have to agree. Like literally three hours later, we have to eat again. Like I was felt in, uh, a little bit rushed. <laughs> rushed in order to eat at that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, one thing we really should have done differently was like um, honestly. It has been two nights straight where uh, us guys have got into our rooms <laughs> later than usual. Um, I understand that the, the, the second night was like, uh, you know, we, we crashed, and I understand that. But this night, like, we had to call a mechanic at this moment, you know, and, and then, like, you know, it's just, been, it's just been so, like, because, I don't know, it's just been stressful, you know, because, like, we were coming to our, to our rooms late, and we... We have time, you know, we have time, but we don't Somewhat. have but we don't have as much time as we would if we would have come in like, you know, on time. It's not yeah. because it's not because it's our fault, but because of, you know, circumstances, you know. But um yeah, that's one thing I really wish had happened differently today because if it happens again tomorrow, uh you know, but like, you know, we'll deal with it. 
It's a story tour. We're learning. We're enjoying. We're having a great time. Yeah. Just uh, some things that could change. Need to be tweaked a yeah. little bit, but otherwise, I think it's we're having a grand time. Oh yeah, yeah. All well, right. um, this concludes our, our podcast. This concludes uh, um, uh, and Sean's podcast uh, for for today. Stay tuned for uh, day four, which is tomorrow. We will see you next time. Welcome, guys, back to Elliot and Sean's podcast of Junior Study Tour 2019. So, today uh, we experienced uh, only one place, Kitty Hawk, so this is going to be quite tough to do, but we'll get through it. First question of the day, as always, is what was the best thing we experienced today? I'll start this off one, Sean. Um, for me, the best thing today was um, basically um, getting rid of the little worry in my head of um, flying that plane, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, was, it was a great thing. Of just letting it fly, going beyond 24 feet, landing in, inside the 10 degree, 10, 10 degree uh, margin of error per se, and getting that good grade, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that to me was the best thing, best feeling of relief in my life so far. But yeah, what about you, Sean? Well, spe- uh, speaking of the airplane flight, what, instead of actually just passing, my best, the best part of my day probably was crashing the plane multiple times into into the ground after we had finished. Oh, of um, course, of course. After of course. we had finished testing our plane and getting the grade for it. So, uh... But why crashing and, like, what is the satisfaction? Just, like, like ruining... You just and... chuck it as hard as you possibly can. And you get rid of all that, uh, all that you've worked on so far for so long. It's just... You just want to break it in pieces and just be like, I'm done with it. Yep. It's you like serve those it. guys who make something out of matchsticks and then they burn it all after they're done with it. Like, I'm done with you. Get out of my life now. I have yeah. nothing else for you. <laughs> okay. So basically, as always, next question is going to be, what is one thing that surprises today? So, Sean, you want to take this one? Uh, well, surprising to me was how many people actually died trying to test out their flying machines. It's like every all the, almost every inventor that ever tested anything, like a standard with regard to flight, Died because their plane, their because their glider crashed, or it got into serious injuries. Or maybe because they weren't ready. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Maybe they weren't ready to fly a plane. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Who knows? But I mean, it was that? But um, honestly, it, how many died, Sean? It's how like many? I mean, although it might just be the innovative spirit that you want to keep trying, even though you failed once. Yeah. It's like a lot of adventurers who were aiming for its flight, like all the ones that were recorded. So it was a lot of deaths, basically, a lot of deaths. I mean. Also, it's the pursuit of flight. If you can crack the code of flight, then you basically you open the ch- up an entire pathway for humanity. Exactly. I think you'd be like the next um, great inventor and the next great name in, mm-hmm. in the United States of America, you know? Just like uh, the Wright brothers were. Well, for me, the surprising thing today was... Um, I, you know, I thought uh, when they said Kitty Hawk, I'm going to see the Wright brothers, going to see the memorials and all that. I thought it was going to be like a big museum of sorts. With, like, a flight simulator of, of the plane itself. Mm-hmm. With, like, um, maybe even, um, like, uh, like a cut-up picture of them and you can stick your head in it. You know, a, a kind of, quite of a museum, per se. But all we got was a visitor center. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised to, like, uh, you know, be uh, downgraded a bit, you know. But to me, that was a surprise. I, th- I thought it was going to be... Um, a big place, you know, like a big museum with, like, exhibits and a lot of text and, like, uh, a lot of, um, just a lot of models, simulations, mm-hmm. a lot more, uh, story, per se, not just facts, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot more, uh, you know, uh, inc- not inclusivity, more like interaction between us and dead flyers, you know what I'm saying? 
uh, in history and all that. I can see that. But um, see that. it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, next question, as always, is uh, what is one thing that we thought differently beforehand? Honestly, when we, when we said we we're gonna throw planes off the like little hillside of Kitty Hawk, I was thinking to myself, okay, we're gonna climb that big hill where the Wright brothers had thrown their own plane off the cliff. And, like, we're going to stand up there and we're going to throw planes. But no, no, no. It, event, it ended up just being at the base of the hill. We were, like, throwing our planes off this little this little sand dune that was barely even qualified to be a hill. But nonetheless, that's something that uh, I thought a little bit differently than what was actually really? intended. Really? I mean, I thought I thought we were just going to throw it on a flat strip of land. I didn't know we were going to... There was a hill or anything. I mean, they said... I think in the guidelines that we're going to... Like, actually, no, not guidelines. Like, the... Every, in the trip itself? The, um, I'm pretty sure Miss Becker and uh, Miss Everly had said that we were going to throw it off like the side of the hill. And uh, when they we... said side of the hill, I was like... Well, that was technically... the hill, right? Well, that was technically the side of the hill. Yeah, <laughs> but closer to the base. To be that's, technical. <laughs> that's, that's something that, uh, what do you call it, that, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. And I expected differently. Of... Uh, well, what I what I thought was a different was... I thought there was going to be no plans. I thought it was going to be like a big museum. Um, like I said, I thought it was going to be a big museum, and I thought there was going to be no planes, you know? Just the models, you know, and just, um, can't touch them, you know, just, just breathe them and see them, you know what I'm saying? But, um, surprisingly enough, there was an actual runway right next to it with a plane. I was like, what? You know, because, like, when we went to where the bathrooms were, like, right next to it, there was a plane. And I thought beforehand that there was going to be no planes there. It was just going to be the models, and that's it, and no... And it was just going to be, like, maybe even the runway that they used. But it was going to be, like, old-fashioned. Like, you know, that one piece of railing? That's mm-hmm. it. But there was an actual runway right next to it, you know, with a plane. You know, and that was... And was, was one thing that I did not think that was going to be there, you know? Mm. So that was that was actually a pretty um pretty surprising, too. I mean, it was surprising and something that I didn't think I, I, as well. So it could go for both questions. But, you know, it's just... Uh, Something else surprised me also, and something else that I didn't think was there. So as for our last question, uh, is uh, what is one thing we really wish had happened instead of, uh, you know, what had happened? Mm. So, um, instead of something that happened at the Kitty Hawk Zoo Center, is actually something that happened later on at the food court that we ate just a while mm. ago, when this yeah. uh, podcast where was recorded. Yeah. Um, so, there was this one... Uh, there's this one food stand that was called the uh, Magnolia Walk, and they're uh, uh, at the Magnolia Walk. Like, as I was watching it and I was getting my food in line, yeah. this uh, dude that was there, he he takes out the lo mein, he takes a pair of tongs, and he t- he dumps it once. Then he dumps it twice, which is like about half the size. All I was right. like, okay, yeah, that's a reasonable amount. But then he grabs the tongs again, and he grabs a third serving and scoops it right on top. And how big and, are these? Uh, how big are these noodle servings? Maybe it's like like a, if it, if you think of a traditional like um, takeout like a takeout box. Yeah. It was literally the entire thing covered over, but that's not where it stopped. <laughs> and oh then God. He put stir fried vegetables over it. Oh God. And it was almost, and the box nearly didn't seal. So you wish you had more food or less no, food? No, like the thing is uh, that I mean, the for only eight dollars, that only costed around eight dollars, okay. which is another surprising thing. But what I really do, but I mean, although I got such a great deal for the amount of food there was, I really do wish that this, like the, the portions were sized out a lot. Because after I finished eating, I felt a little bit sick, even though the food wasn't that bad itself. So, so you 
probably like so you're basically what you're saying, Sean, is that you wish that the points were a bit more detailed and the menu was sized out. Yeah. So you wouldn't know what to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess one complaint to make to uh, your restaurant. <laughs> but one thing for me that like, I really wish would have been different was, um, I think, um, the throwing of the planes itself, you know? Mm. I think, uh, I think the, I think that everyone was acting so excited and so, um, hyped up about it just because there was a grade attached to it. Mm. You know? I think there were, I think there were like, I think, for me personally, the only reason why, 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 why I, why I uh, kind of felt like, um, kind of, a uh, an excitement for this trip. Part of the reason, my major, major reason why is because of that plane. I want to get an A, right? Mm. I want to get an A, so I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to be like super like hyped up to like make this plane fly the distance and the angle that it needs to, you know? But I think if they would have had like, I don't know, prizes for like those who that stayed the straightest, you know, close to the, to the, to the measuring tape, mm -hmm. flew the farthest, you know, maybe could have put most of more excitement. But I think every, I think per, well, for me personally, it was more, for me personally, the excitement of everyone was basically because there was a grade, mm. you know. But, oh, uh, yeah, that concludes our podcast. Um, and uh, stay tuned for tomorrow, which should be day five. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to Elliot and Sean's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, day um, five. five now of our uh, junior uh History trip. trip of 2019. So, uh, as always, as always, 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 we start with the first question. Our first question for today is, what was the best thing we, that we experienced today? Sean, mm. you want to take this one? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, one of the best things that uh, I'd say that I experienced today was uh, one of, was the flight simulation in the, mm. what was it called? The USS, uh, the USS, uh, was it? Yorktown? Yorktown, yeah, yeah. The USS Yorktown. There was a flight simulation in there. And, like, we got to sit in and take a look at how it felt like to be a pilot during the time of, uh, I, I believe it was during the World War II eras. And so, in the World War II era. And so, that was pretty fun, and as I, so, so I say so myself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, for me, the best thing today was, uh, basically, uh, the ships themselves. All Ooh. the, the ships we visited. For mm -hmm. example, um, the, um... The USS Yorktown, the Laff, the the Laffy, and the submarine that we mm -hmm. visited. For me, those were the best uh, things for me. Um, I I really liked uh, going through the going through the Laffy destroyer and just uh, checking out how it worked in the inside, the engine room, mm. you know, the 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 captain's quarters, the artillery rooms, you know, where mm -hmm. the guns would be. I loved going through the Yorktown and checking out like it's huge. The mm. ship was huge. Really big. It said three thousand people working on it. Like that thing is big. It mm -hmm. is very big, very big, very big. So um, to me that was a very uh. Very awesome experience in the submarine. Mm -hmm. It seemed like when we walked to the submarine on the on, on, on like inside of it, to me it seemed like we walked just a long, long distance. And turns out it, it was, wasn't that far. It wasn't that far. It was like kind of like a very, very small length that we that we traveled, and just the. Just the experience of being inside those ships that were in wars, you know, and had and had suffered setbacks and injuries, you know, mm -hmm. per se, and came back stronger than ever to, like, persevere through a war and help the United America win a war. Mm -hmm. And win, and I mean, lost one because in Vietnam, but win some. Mm -hmm. For example, World War Two and all that stuff. To me, that was an amazing, amazing experience. Something that I 
probably will never forget in my life. Mm. So, um, on to the next question, Sean, uh, uh, which is uh, one thing that surprised us today. So, one thing surprised us. Speaking of the about of the of the air, airline carrier, um, yeah. some of the only earlier uh, versions of the airline carriers, which weighed around to ten to twenty thousand tons, um, yeah, of of material. Yeah, could only carry that. could only carry around twenty to thirty planes, which yeah. I, in my mind that makes a little bit of sense. But then the USS Yorktown, it uh, it, yeah, it weighs around uh, it it weighed somewhere around thirty thousand uh, tons. But the thing is, it's not it didn't just carry around like maybe forty planes or so. It carried around ninety planes on it, which 90 is ninety planes, which is like an exponent, like an exponential increase in, in the amount yeah. of planes. And it to keep carry, it floating. Which, yeah, and keep it floating as well, which is pretty crazy when you think of something in the measurement of tons. Pretty, you think it's pretty ingenious, like a rock. you know. When you think about it, it's pretty ingenious by the engineers and all that thinking. Like, and it'd be very fascinating to like investigate how they managed to make such a heavy yeah. load. It's float. like making a rock float. Exactly, like pretty crazy to think to think about that. That that is very uh, interesting to think about. Um, well, for me, one thing that was uh, that surprised me a lot, mm-hmm. per se. Um, had to had to be Fort Sumter. Mm. It was so much smaller than I expected. So much smaller. I thought it would be like a big fort, like a castle per se, like something big. Mm-hmm. But it was so much more smaller than I expected. Um, but the cool thing about it was that you could understand why Fort Sumter was so pivotal mm, for the Civil definitely. War. Because it was, an optimal it, was, position. it was in an optimal position to snipe down anyone coming in through the harbor. Mm-hmm. You know, coming into Donk. It was such a good position to defend against foreign and, and domestic enemies, you know, mm-hmm. per se. So it was small but I could but pivotal. I could but I could see why it was so important. You know? I so that to me was a very surprising thing to learn about for something. Um right. and so yeah. next question. Uh, yeah. what is something that you expected differently? Yeah, well um for me something that I expected differently previous to seeing it was uh basically um uh for me, seeing seeing it before, like I don't know, it had it had, it, it was it was probably like in between like the submarine mm-hmm. and the and the and the Yorktown itself, and the aspects that the Yorktown seemed so huge, mm-hmm. like like you could see from the outside that it was big, you know. And I was expecting it to be big, right? But when I went inside the Yorktown, it just seemed massive. Massive, just huge, 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 and I was just like amazed by how massive this ship it is. And the submarine, of course, the submarine looked pretty small, mm-hmm. and it looked and it looked pretty roomy too. But it was actually so narrow and long. There was only one place where like you could feel like a bunch of people was in that it was in, like in the dining the, room, yeah, dining room per se. But, but even then, it was only around eight exactly, people. Exactly, like. exactly. But it was so long and narrow. So that to me was something that I was uh. Expecting differently about. How about you, Sean? Mm, for me, something I expected differently yeah, yeah. was uh, how sonar is actually used in an uh, in application. That yeah, like in combat is, or in reconnaissance. Yeah, the, the thing is, like sonar, like the way it's used, is not actually that the ship pings out. I mean, occasionally it does. But the main like information where, so- where information for the sonar is gained is actually from position buoys outside, away from the ship. 
that yeah. sent information to the ship telling it where certain things are and yeah which is something that were pretty was pretty crazy to me i always thought that yeah. it was just a ship that was sending out the sonar waves that it's actually also surrounding buoys and like there's buoys surrounding it or that's that sonar waves that gives information to the yeah, ships yeah, yeah. as well which is pretty interesting yeah, pretty, yeah. that's pretty uh it's fine i mean that's pretty like uh interesting also um and then their last question for today was something that we really wish had happened um, I really wish that um we'd actually have a downtime for curfew. You know, like being able to go to each other's yeah. rooms. But you know, this hotel That'd has a nice. this hotel is a very uh, silent policy. So I guess we can't get around that. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. But um, I kind of wish we could go to the other rooms because that'd be nice. That would have been a lot, a lot of, fun. of fun. Yeah. You uh, know? one thing I wish we had done differently was that probably stay at the at the side of the. At the York of the USS Yorktown a little bit longer because well the yeah time, because we're here an hour early and we can't even use the hour you yeah know? So, so I understand that if we had stayed there not only that like the thing is by the time we were done with the battleships and the submarines the, um, I had um, uh, there wasn't even time to for me at least to go and visit the Vietnam experience which is like yeah. I, it was a short blip I had to just rush through it the, just lab barely last ten minutes yeah so I w- I would have been perfectly fine just staying there for another hour or so because even in the York the USS Yorktown was, there was huge. There was plenty of uh, additional tours. The only exactly. tour we went on was just one out, of, like the six of them that I saw. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I mean, uh, yeah, time and everything, and you know, I get that. I think, I think if we would have known previously that this uh, hotel was going to be this silent, you know, that silent policy, I would have definitely done Yorktown for like at least another hour or so because that would have been so much better. You know, but um, this is uh, the end of our podcast for today, uh, day uh, day five and uh, day number five. Yeah, day number five. And tune in for uh, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow? If, do we do one if tomorrow? If we do one tomorrow, do we do one tomorrow? We'll find out we tomorrow. <laughs> well, well, if we do, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow then. Bye bye.